The two trees in the garden in Genesis are the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. People say one's the spirit and the other's the flesh, and that's true, but go deeper. One's the tongues of God, the words of God, and the other is the tongues of demons and the words of demons. The word for demons, or Nephilim, means buzzing or buzzers, literally referring to the tongues of evil spirits. Scripture says there's over 200 million demons trying to buzz in your brain and lie to you and keep you in the curse. It's written in Revelation chapter 9. So more than ever, you need the Word of God to have a spirit of a sound mind. You will not have clarity without the Word. The tree of life is the tree of eating God's words. Every word from God is living, active, energized, and it's useful for teaching, correcting, training, in righteousness, in right doing, in right standing, in right living with the Father, a lifestyle that pleases the Father, which is always in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, what is the Bible without the Holy Spirit but a dead letter that kills? But the Bible mixed with the Spirit of God is the rhema, revelatory, living, active, and energized word that's sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword, to the dividing asunder of soul from spirit, bones from marrow, it judges the thoughts and intents of our spirit, of everything that's hidden in the heart. Thank God for that, because when you have a pure heart, you see God. Amen? Matthew 5. The pure in heart see God. You want to see God? Where is God? Colossians 1.27. The hope of you realizing the glory of Christ. Where? In you. Christ in you. The hope of you realizing the glory of Christ in you. So who sees Christ in them? The pure in heart see God. How do you have a pure heart? By circumcision of the word. If you have a word in you not from God, that's a magic spell. Jannies and Jambres are the magic arts of the knowledge of good and the knowledge of evil. The knowledge of good is the number one killer of Satan and his angels on planet Earth. The knowledge of evil is nothing. It's called rebellion. The knowledge of evil is nothing. Rebellion is nothing. The knowledge of good, religion, is what holds every soul in captivity to Satan and his angels, especially after they're born again. It's very rare to find someone after they're born again that didn't get into the knowledge of good, of Satan's tree in the garden called the flesh. They get into their thinker, the tree of knowledge, instead of their drinker, the tree of life. But we need to be set apart from the flesh. To be absent from the body is to be present with God. How much presence of God do you want? That's how set apart from the body or the flesh you need to be. If you're not set apart from the flesh, you're in the body, submitted to death. The flesh is death. Those who go after the flesh die. That's what the Bible says. Those who go after the Spirit, those who follow the Spirit, are the sons of God, and they live. You want to live and not die. You have to go after the Spirit word and not the dead letter. You have to go after the river and not the dry place. Which means you have to come to a place of trusting and yielding to the Holy Spirit to build His house in your hearts. Wisdom has built her house. Proverbs 9.1. Amen. And what kind of house does she build? The Bible says a palace. It's the same reference 
of John 14, 2. My Father's house, the palace of wisdom. Christ has been made our wisdom, it is written. So Christ and the Father's house and wisdom's house are all the same exact thing. And the Holy Spirit builds the house. And there are many dwelling places in my Father's house. If it were not so, I would have told you. Other translations say mansions. The mansions are the dwelling places, or the houses, or the palaces, are the places in the Spirit that the Word builds for your soul. It's an invisible world, but you feel, it, you feel it. And the more and more you let the Spirit build the house, wrapping your soul, the more your soul gets glorified by living in the impenetrable fortress of the Word of God. Satan is a liar. He's a murderer and he's a liar. And he tempts you with lies. The foul birds, it says in the parable of the sower, sowing seed, they come and they, they plant seed in your heart that are lies. And it chokes out the good seed of the Word of God. So Satan is a sower and Jesus is a sower because there's two reproductive seed lines of two trees in the garden. One that will cause you to be stuck in the flesh, in your brain, which is the curse. The other one will loose you, cleanse your conscience from dead works and acts that lead to death, and you'll live in the river. You have to come to the place of the sword of the Spirit that you can discern between good and evil. And evil is the knowledge of good and evil. You have to understand how the knowledge of good is the greatest evil. Satan mainly only tempts you with being good people and doing good works and looking good before others. Appearances and knowledge is how Eve and, and Adam died in the beginning. The serpent didn't tempt them with orgies. They were too holy for that. They would never have gotten dove into sexual orgies. They were tempted with being good in themselves apart from the spirit. That's how the curse of the fall happened. The abilities of the brain to be good on its own apart from God the Father. The separation from the sons and daughters to the Father, but that's why we have the spirit of adoption now, so we can cry, Abba, Father, and be joined to the Father and have our spirit fathered, the Father of spirits, have our light fathered, the Father of lights, having our souls fathered, so we can have the glowing faces like Stephen. Amen? A white stone with a new name on it. Rivers of oil from the rock, Job 29.6 and rivers of oil poured forth from the rock. Where's the mention of the rock? The rock is Christ, and they all drank from the rock is Christ. He's the chief cornerstone of the living stones. The rock is called your brains, your souls. This is your soul. And hallelujah, the word of God separates your soul from your spirit so you can receive anointing into your soul and release rivers of anointing oil from the rock. Job was the richest man on planet Earth. Biblical scholars are all in agreement. He was the richest, most successful man on planet Earth, and he tells you how he was in the Bible. Job 29, verse 6, And the rock poured out for me rivers of anointing oil. But you have to understand that your soul is the rock. You have to understand that your soul is the white stone. You have to understand that you're being renewed in your mind by the Spirit. The mind, the brain controlled by the Spirit, the brain controlled by the river is at peace with God. But the brain not controlled by the river is at enmity and strife, anti-Christ, against God. How many people are against God? Everyone whose soul is cut off from the river. How did Jesus grow in favor with all men? 
Luke chapter 2, Jesus grew in wisdom. He built the palace, lived inside his father's word. He said, my food is to do my father's will. He's eating everything that comes from his father. He's doing everything that comes from his father. He's growing in wisdom. He's growing in favor. And he's the chief cornerstone releasing seven rivers of oil through everyone's stones. How did Jesus have favor with all men? How did he have favor with people? They didn't believe in him because he washed them in oil. His feet were covered in cream and butter. He lived inside the Father's mansion. He lived inside the Father's will. Every prophetic word, every living word, every word that's in the river is to wrap your soul. Put on the armor of God. You're putting on God himself. You're putting on the word of God. You're living in the mansion of God, wisdom's palace. You're living in the dwelling place and the canopy of the glory of God and the armor of God that wraps your flesh. It's the full reverse of the curse. It's your spirit built up, Acts 20, verse 32, by sanctification of the word of grace that's able to lift you up, raise you from the dead. The word mixed with the spirit called the river of life raises you from the dead. But we are so stuck in our brains, we think we're good. We're completely bewitched. You have to come to the river, and the river exposes, wow, it's actually just tree of knowledge garbage, and I've been dying by eating from Satan's hand. 99% of Christians will realize they've been eating from Satan's hand. 99% of Christianity out there is tree of knowledge Christianity. It's flesh. It's how you can be good in yourself apart from the river and total dependency on the river. We don't even need the Holy Spirit. We can just orchestrate our little meetings and do our own thing and pretend like it's God. We can even do signs, miracles, and wonders, the Bible says. There are people that go to the river drink and then go and build pyramids with the little drink that they drink and build little empires for themselves. They're called pyramids in the Bible. Buildings made by human hands. Any system that God the Father did, that did not build will be completely drowned in these days of Noah. The days of Noah are upon you. Anything that the Spirit of God did not build, anything that's not wisdom's palace, the Father's mansion, the Father's living, active, energized Word that wraps your soul in the armor of light, all of it's going to burn. Strange fire and dead works is the number one seller in American Christianity. 99% of Christians can't even tell the difference between strange fire and the glory. In fact, the glory is just persecuted by all the demons working in strange fire. That's why the numbers are so few. The higher you go on the mountain, the fewer the people, because they're not sanctified, they're not lifted up and built up in their spirit with the word of grace. They got a bunch of voodoo doo-doo in their brain. They're cursed with jannies and jambres. They got the tongues of the fallen angels' interpretation of the scriptures resting in their brains. They don't even teach on fruitfulness. Did you know that the greater your fruit, the greater your glory cloud? That the word of God in your heart, that intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the hidden person of the heart bears forth the fruit of the tree of life? That you can live inside the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit and wrap your flesh in the fruits of the Spirit called the glory cloud? Why don't we teach on the fruits of the Spirit in the glory cloud? Because we're still eating from the wrong tree in the garden. We're confused. So the entire expression of Christianity will be changed in our generation to Jesus Christ, His interpretation, His expression. He's the high priest. He's the apostle of faith. And listen, the only people that have a say in it are the ones totally yielded to Him, and He is the Word that you live in. 
Once you're living in the Word, yielded to the Word, obedient to the Word, walking in the water of the Word, living in the river of the Word, knowing the Word, intimate with the Word, seeing the mansion the Word builds, wrapped in the Word of God, the armor of God, then do you know Him? Then are you a friend with Him? And then He'll ask you about things. He'll consider your opinion because you're wise. Because you know that the Word is more valuable than diamonds and gold. It is, because it's able to save your soul. What is the profit of man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Well, the Word of God, the wisdom's Word in Proverbs, is more precious than rubies and emeralds, the Bible says. The Word of Wisdom. What is the Word of Wisdom? It's the revelation, the living Word. It's not a dead letter. Any... You know, anyone can go to Barnes & Noble, buy a Bible, and have a dead letter. That's not worth rubies and emeralds. No, it's not worth anything. What makes it valuable is mixed within, within the human spirit, and it's so alive that when you speak it, it's literally a gemstone, silver, gold, and gemstones, believers' rewards, and you're putting gemstones right into people's bellies, right into the river release area so that they also can have their inner, their inner man, their spirit man, built up with wisdom's living word. Bible says that God hides His revelation in the glory, and kings go into the glory and search it out. Passion translation. You can go into the glory, and everything that's written becomes revelatory. That's how you get rich. The riches are in glory. Amen. And natural glory will always be added unto your spiritual glory with zero idolatry. Amen. All the wisest men in the Bible were the richest men on earth. Job was the wisest man on earth. That's why he was the richest man on earth. Solomon was the wisest man on earth. That's why he was the richest man on earth. Jesus is the wisest man. Jesus is the spirit of wisdom. And everything on planet earth, 100%, every drop of silver, every drop of gold, Everything of natural economic buying power and all natural power and all natural authority of all nations, tribes, and tongues legally belongs to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And how do you share in His inheritance that you don't deserve but you get by grace? By letting the Word build itself up in your spirit. By being transfigured by the renewing of your mind, by the washing of the water of the Word, and living in wisdom's palace and the Father's mansion. You begin to become totally aware of the mansion of the glory of the Father. People always think, well, it's like got to be a natural mansion. That's because of the curse. The unrenewed mind always thinks natural. That's cursed thinking. The supernatural mind of Christ always thinks wisdom because you know everything in the natural was created by the supernatural that those things that are visible were created by those things that are invisible, it is written. Amen? So you value the Word more highly than silver and gold. Job 22 says, I have made the Almighty my gold, and the Holy Spirit is my precious silver. Wow. That's why Job was the richest man on earth. That's how he got through his pestilence and plague and losing his kids and his family. They're all getting eaten up, handed over to Satan. Didn't do anything wrong, just going through the testings and the trials of life. Didn't do anything wrong. All of us have a Job story. We do. How do we get through it? How do we get through the valley of the shadow of death? King David. Though I walk through the valley of shadow, his rod and his staff. What is it? It's his word and his wine. 
It's the bread and wine of Melchizedek. It's drinking his presence, drinking his river, and receiving his revelatory prophetic word and letting it guide me through the dark places of the earth because I know there's light at the end of the tunnel. I know there's a mountain. I'm going to Mount Zion. Everyone has to have it burnt upon their spirit. This journey of life on earth is to Mount Zion. And once you're on Mount Zion, you go from glory to glory. Mount Zion is also called Golgotha. It's the place of the skull where you die to self. And to the measure you die to your soul and live to his soul called the mind of Christ present by the river of life is the measure that you taste of heaven and its glory on earth. Very few have sacrificed their whole soul, but those who do will walk in the fullness of his glory on earth. And they'll demonstrate it, what it looks like to die daily to pick up your cross and follow Him, to no longer consider yourself as anything, but Him in you as everything, and His Word as your emeralds, rubies, and diamonds. <laughs> to be a manifestation of the Father's mansion. And guess what? In that mansion, you can reproduce other mansions. Anyone who agrees with your prophetic words will begin to manifest and materialize their own mansions. God has a mansion for every single one of you and it's inside the prophetic word and it starts in your spirit and it's all by faith, getting your faith authored and perfected until you're living 100% inside and outside in the glory realm. Amen. And then the golden image of Nebuchadnezzar will no longer be above your head and you will no longer be serving the natural realm but the golden image will have melted. All idols will have melted under your feet and you begin to walk in the glory realm on streets of gold. It's all about revelation melting your idolatry. Every degree of glory, your idolatry, which is dependency on the natural realm, melts. And it's gradual because no one can just go all in. Even Jesus grew for 33 years, the Bible says. Jesus didn't start at 33. He was born a baby and grew for 33 years. You are born a baby and you will grow for 33 years of the same exact path of Jesus Christ, the firstborn amongst many. He is the narrow path. The path he walked is the path of sonship. It's the path of the Word of God being built up in your spirit to be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. And it's not boring. It's the funnest thing ever. You'll get higher and higher every day. I mean, think about this. God was telling me this during worship. How high was Adam in Genesis when God breathed into his nostrils? Think about it. He breathed into his nostrils. He was so high in his soul that he began moving by teleportation immediately afterwards. What the heck? So when you have that much glory through your soul, you're going to begin moving by teleportation, translation, supernatural signs and wonders will accompany every degree of the self-sacrifice of your soul to live to His soul. Not my will, not my soul be done, but your soul, your will be done. Your will is in your soul. And the mind of Christ has the will of God the Father in it, and it's in your spirit, and it's not in your brain. It's not in the flesh. Brain matter is the only flesh mentioned in the New Testament. The flesh counts for nothing. It's for your drinker, not your thinker. It's for your spirit to overtake your flesh, which is overcoming the world. Blessed are they who overcome the world. Nine times written in Revelation 2-3. So it's blessed are they who overcome their brain. Blessed are they who overcome their flesh and wrap their flesh with their spirit by agreeing, surrendering, obeying, and believing the prophetic word 
to live in the mansion of the impenetrable fortress that God the Father has for every single one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate RedLetterMin.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.